This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, your host. And as we say in the Holt End, who the fuck are Man United? Joining me for a sing-along, Mr. Phil Shaw and Mr. Chris Bird. Welcome. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Very good. It seems now we've discovered how to win, we always get a little Brucey bonus with it. Last week it was Spurs losing. This week it was Manchester United losing in style after uh, equalising with Harry Maguire. In Fergie time. Succumbing deep into Fergie time, which, well, the last uh, embers of the Forest game, we were just singing Who the Fuck Are Man United and people were singing it as they were walking away from Villa Park. Even funnier when it's Adama Traore who turns up for the one day a year just to dispose yeah. of United. Well, it back runs line. deep. This is what this is. This isn't about qualifying for the Champions League. This is just <laughs> finishing higher than Manchester United. That's all this is about this season. The press don't realise that. They're just thinking, oh, yeah, top four, top four. What an achievement. It's like, no, we're, we need to finish above Man United. This one is. need to. This is what it's all about. And just it happens that uh, by doing that, you would be uh, potentially in the Champions League if uh, West Ham can do as a solid and beat SC Freiburg. Yeah, and West, is it Roma are playing Brighton? Yeah, I think Italy are in pole position at the moment, but the Germans, we, we can do with West Ham winning that, to be honest with you. We could do with Bayern making a hash of the Champions League as well. Yeah, the big one is, I mean, if, if, if a German team's playing an English team, the English team really needs to beat them uh, in course, terms of the coefficient. And Frankfurt are already out. Yeah, yeah, that was a good news in that front. I bumped into uh, Stanley Collymore actually uh, when I was waiting for who I was waiting for went over and had a chat with him and actually we were chatting for quite a while I know I saw across the car park you look like a right pair you look like you're on Football Italia or something (laughs) your massive puffer coats puffer coats and sunglasses I thought you'd arrived on the same Vespa or something (laughs) (laughs) we're the only people at uh, Villa Park both wearing sunglasses well you know how it is Uh, well, he's on a uh, Canal Plus. I used types. to live in. I used to live in Paris as well. You know, we're 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 quite continental. Me and Stan. He always makes an effort to get to the Villa Forest games. Obviously, with his affiliation with Forest as well. And he was saying when it, we were in the Championship, he bought a season ticket. But the only game he actually ended up going to, because obviously with work commitments, etc., was the uh, the five five Villa Forest game. And what a game uh, that was. And then this game kicks off and uh, you're thinking, oh, when Collymore's in town, he brings the goals. But anyway, what have you been up to, Mr. Shaw? Uh, it's, it's been like hell week. I've had a, a lot of um, primary school children's birthday parties to, to drag my son to. Oh, is this is this your new job as the, the, like the party clown or something? <laughs> Making balloon animals and stuff. Uh, today it was buying them slushies. It was like when he got one and then like all his friends just sort of crowded around with like the little wanton faces going, can we have one too? And like, oh, fuck's sake. All right. You tell them they need to support Aston Villa to get a free slushie. That's how, that's how you get them. It's it's not about you don't choose, you are chosen to be a Villa fan. You're indoctrinated. <laughs> yeah, we bribe you with slushes to join the cults is uh, what it should be about. Mr. Bird? Oh, I've had a lovely week. I've been admiring the Warsaw handiwork. What a TIFO that was great effort yeah we were i mean we went both went to warsaw for the villa game and you know that was a cracker but the welcome to the jungle was a bit generic normally they're 
they're fighting the UEFA with their TIFOs, firing at them directly. It's like a, it's almost like a soap opera, Legio Warsaw fans and UEFA, just played out through the TIFOs. And this one, if you haven't seen it, part of their ban, they, they got, they're, I think it's five games, yeah, essentially, five games. They, would, they wouldn't go to away games this whole tournament. But also their ultras behind the goal were also banned because they're the ones that are always winding them up with TIFOs and they've been fined so many times over the years and a lot of their TIFOs are directed uh, at UEFA. So the rules are they they couldn't go in that stand so kids were allowed in. That's like UEFA rules, you can fill it with kids. This isn't like the first time this has happened. And so uh, there's there's a banner revealed in that end with just the kids that says, you win this time UEFA. And then in the main stand (laughs) on the side... Suddenly, uh, Tifo, big Lego man with shades saying, surprise, motherfuckers, with fireworks in the background. <laughs> and whatever you think about them, you've got to respect the fact they really don't give a fuck. They really <laughs> they don't. really don't. And in this game, in the English game, where everybody like, yes, sir, three bags full, sir, and nobody challenges anything, and fan bases are so passive on the whole. There's no way they would let the lower grounds happen. There's no way supporting the show. Something my old man said's been using for a few years now. NordVPN are offering our listeners an extra special deal because it's their birthday. They're offering a birthday exclusive where as well as big savings on their plans, you get four extra months free plus a free Uber Eats voucher as well. NordVPN allows you to watch your favourite screens and other content no matter where you are by switching your virtual location to access apps and websites in other countries. It also protects you from people monitoring what you are watching, which can be useful for various reasons as well as protecting your safety. One NordVPN account protects up to six devices, so you can pretty much protect a whole household. To find out more about the benefits and also access their birthday savings package, go to nordvpn.com slash moms. And to top it off, you also get a 30-day money-back guarantee as well. Before we get to the Forest game, the Villa News... Interesting draw. I mean, essentially, was it seven out of eight of the Europa League dropouts won their ties? Yeah. So it was the draw was going to be the group winners in the Conference League versus Europa League dropouts, apart from one game. So it's maybe a step up in opposition. It's not but, a vintage Ajax team, this is it at the moment? No, no. We we were. I mean, we had uh, a f- few things, a few plans, but we didn't. I mean, we we had planned it but probably not as thoroughly as we should have so we had like three where we we knew the flights and all that kind of stuff so we were ready to rock and roll the first one was to go to geneva for the civet game and they came out first and it was like all right here we go maybe maybe and then you know they were drawn against the victoria uh, yeah plazen is it wherever you pronounce it and then up came Ajax next. I had a feeling it was going to be either zagreb Ajax or civet and bing bang bosh we were there bing bang bosh we had our tickets to fly Bing, bang, bosh, there was a leak of the criteria to get a ticket. And they've said in these fabs that, uh, oh, we, you know, we're going to make sure the people who go to the European games are obviously rewarded, i.e., you know, they'll have first refusal for away games because they're obviously making a bigger spend and commitment. So you think, yeah, quite right. And then you see this criteria that's leaked and it's like, hang on a minute. So people have got like a job a lot, three home games for the group stages and no aways actually get to to get a ticket in front of somebody who's gone to two home games but maybe three aways or two aways doesn't make any sense especially when a couple of that well especially one of those aways like Mostar was a really challenging one to get to yeah it's bullshit and Warsaw to be fair wasn't the easiest because there weren't loads of flights out there no so that's worth challenging uh, that because that criteria I mean just to get a job a lot three home games and then that takes preference over people who actually travel around Europe I mean come on there's not that many people who have been out and about in Europe I mean we've got the figure just below working it out on the allocations of the first three games it's just below 1,500 so that's the ballpark figure that's who've been to a game isn't it and then the ones who've done all of them is tiny there's only about maybe five six hundred who've done yeah 
So they should be rewarded. It's not as if, you know, there's not going to be room for like other people at Ajax. It's like, come on. Anyway. But it's a good draw, though. The home game will be tasty because they'll bring a few. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I wanted them later on, but I don't, I'm not convinced that they would last. If I mean, if they played, for example, Union Sengilois or however you pronounce yeah. it, I mean, they look shit hot. And they demolished Frankfurt. I wouldn't really want to be there. playing those this round because I think there might be a little bit of complacency in the Villa ranks. Mm. Uh, and uh, you'd rather be playing them later on when you think, oh shit, these these guys must be good. With Ajax, at least, I think we're not going to get sucker punched by a team that we maybe underestimate. I think, you know, you, you, it's Ajax, so you fire up for this, so you, you give it your best, hopefully. I mean... Uh, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully it's not another repeat of the FA Cup. And this is why you want to be in Europe. You know, you want to play these yeah. high-profile ones. You you know, and Ajax, whether they're good, bad or indifferent, they are a, a really iconic European side. And, they're a, and they are a great fan base as well, aren't they? Yeah, they're a, they're a bit tasty away from home they though. Are. So that is a bit good. Let's say they've got a reputation. They go they go around terrorising on European nights. So yeah, it went off big time, didn't it? When they had Tottenham in the Champions League semi, I remember. Yeah. So I mean, the first message I got from uh, football supporters Europe, uh, the guy there was uh, FFS. <laughs> 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 they don't seem to realise that Villa are a nice fan base. We we just go and make merry. We don't go uh, causing trouble nowadays. Injuries? Anything new? Well, Torres limped off. We I mean we were there chatting away at half time when we saw Chambers running around. And you, as you said, he said, "Oh, he looks like he's coming on." And then he started doing some sprints. <laughs> and we're like, "Oh shit, he is coming on." And then we were thinking, "Is it because?" Because we, I mean, we'll get to this, but Cash was kind of all over the place. So we thought, has Emery kind of, in terms of positional sense, has Emery making a statement here? But it, when it was Torres, it was like, uh oh, because obviously Forrest got mm. that goal before half time. So the game wasn't over yet. And, uh, you know, what happened next? But hopefully, I mean, he's gone for a scan, but it's meant to be just a pain in the thigh, which he'd felt before. Yeah, very precautionary according to Emery Emery felt fairly chilled out about it but I don't know what it um, is with Torres what is he being rushed back because everybody else is injured or what the no situation is but he needs to start playing a run of games or else yeah. he's uh, I hope he's not going to be like a sick noty type he, looked, he looked pretty good didn't he in the first half well, he's, he's integral pretty... isn't he yeah, especially now you haven't got Kamara, your ability to play through a team's midfield, which Forrest let us do, a player yeah. like him is, is right in business. Because we were saying uh, we're not going to miss Kamara that much if Torres coming back, but Torres needs to be back, not just popping in to say hello and then buggering off injured again. Uh, meanwhile, Konza, potentially the first man back of the other centre-backs. Yeah, hopefully. It's a bit vague. They say good progress, but it's still... They say, oh, he's going to miss this game. Does that mean he's going to be back for Luton? I doubt it. I don't, well, I'm not, I'm not going to speculate. Because if he comes back, then it's not so bad. I think Chambers was all right, but Chambers doesn't have that defensive physicality and suddenly you're, very, you're weak in that, that respect. I mean, all the big guys are out and, I mean, we're down. You can, you can frame it two ways. You can say fifth or sixth choice centre-back so or you can say uh, a lone and a utility player, whichever you think sounds the worst. <laughs> yeah. Elsewhere, Villa under-21s drew two all with a Stoke team very randomly... This was weird. This is a stake under-21s team that had Wesley, Kieran Clark, and Daniel Johnson playing, all ex-Villa players, almost like from different generations and eras. <laughs> Bizarre, isn't it, that? Yeah, it's like uh, All-Stars or former... You know, when they do these Legends games, that you know, play play against Legends, and actually the Legends are a bit tenuous, like played in goal for Villa two times or something. Well, in Wesley's case, played up front about five times. That was about it. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we knew about Villa going on a, a US tour, or at least I did, but uh, we didn't say anything. I'd heard ch- potentially Chicago, New York. We've had it confirmed by the club that uh, Columbus Crew are the first game on the 27th of July. Now, I know that Chelsea and Manchester City are also uh, out there and potentially, I think they're play- both playing Columbus Crew, so I don't don't know if that means that we're going to be playing one of those or both of them, potentially in Chicago or New York, but there is a series of games. So if you're out in the States, watch out for those or if you wanted to go. Right, three points. Former Everton defender Lee T has confessed on live TV to match fixing. Is this right? Because it's a, like a, he was yeah, embroiled a, in a, a corruption, corruption scandal. scandal yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, he was um, also as well as that. He was paid um, three million won in bribes in order to manage China's national team. So it's, it's like right to the top of the Chinese game. That's um, about so, three hundred thousand just over, isn't it? Pounds. Yeah. So it's it's in state broadcast, so on CCTV, and he uh, basically looked like he was forced to make a confession about his his part in a match fixing scandal, which earned promotion for his club teams as well. He said, "I'm very sorry. I should have kept my head to the ground and followed the right path." There were certain things at the time that were common practices in football that sort of pricked my ears up. And by gaining success through improper means, it made me more and more impatient and eager for quick results. But Who does that remind you of, Phil? <laughs> Sounds like pr- Prison AFC have got a new signing. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you've seen the, the Twitter account, Prison FC. It's at Prison AFC. Hashtag Iron Bars. It <laughs> it's basically follows all players that have been arrested in jail or, or have got into trouble. And uh, at the start of the season, they put up a, a squad list for the uh, upcoming season. It's like goalkeepers, defenders, midfielders, attackers. No, they have a manager. <laughs> for example, to give you an idea of the post, it says Prison FC are delighted to announce the signing of Danny Alves on a 4.5 year deal. Welcome, Danny. If you don't know, Danny Alves got sent down for four and a half years hence the four and a half year deal but yeah worth checking out it's quite funny somebody doing something a bit different on uh, Twitter point number two Lincoln City fans given golden share only the third club to commit to uh, the golden share golden share is is essentially this is something which uh, spoken about with government ministers actually this is going back to the fan-led review floating the idea of a golden share which really just gives you a veto over heritage assets like if they try to change the club's name the club's stadium the club's crest the club's colors and I think clubs shut, shut their pants, basically, when they heard about this golden share. But I think the mitigation is so it is in the rules for anything that's related, you know, all these things I've mentioned are heritage assets and they must be consulted on. This is why Villa doing this badge, behind the second badge behind everybody's backs is against this whole ethos of heritage assets need to be consulted about with supporters and you know the on the end of the extreme end of the spectrum is this golden share veto so if this golden share veto exists you can see why fans should be pissed off about a club knocking up a a crest without their say so or, or any input it's like why go through all the motions of setting up fan consultation groups, fan advisory boards, as the uh, Premier League call them? This is the club put out this the plan for the season, and it says consultation on all heritage asset changes, and yet they don't follow through. And uh, by the way, it's also in the FA rules, so uh, double rule breaking. But you can see, you know, that it's a real thing. This isn't supporters' self interest or whatever. This is global across the board, across the whole football. This isn't like some Villa fans want a round badge or whatever. It's not that petty. It's like these are the rules in football nowadays. It's the only thing supporters have got, so you need to fucking stand by them and fight for them. Point number three. Do we have a weekly Taylor Swift point? Is this have we done it before? She keeps popping up at the minute, doesn't she? It's because Neymar's injured. It used to be Neymar always sort of like popped up with a point three, but now it's Taylor Swift because he's out of the game. So what's she been up to? Well, she's going to disrupt. Not only is she going to decide the US presidential election by all reports, she's also going to disrupt the final week of La Liga amongst other um, leagues in her European tour because Real Madrid have asked La Liga for permission to move their final game of the season to ensure there's sufficient time to set up for her concert. So it's not even that it's on the night of the game that they need time to set up for this. So she's... Bigger than American football. Now she's bigger than football football. Yeah, it's not doing bad. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I must admit, I don't see the groundswell appeal in terms of in terms of musically. I don't think, like Madonna, pretty much everybody knows Madonna's songs. I, I You know, apart from one or two Swift songs, they're, they, it's, they're kind of a blancmange. It's not, I'm sure we're going to get absolute pelters now from the Swifties. <laughs> but Madonna's like iconic, if you know what I mean. Is Taylor Swift's the modern icon, I suppose, to the to the to the young generation. It's it's not that interesting. Ooh, <laughs> I think you're you're out in the limb there. Well, defender then. But that's what no, Sam, I, isn't I, it? Sam is. Sam is a I think she's. I think she's a very savvy businesswoman. I'll oh yeah, no, I think she's. I think as she's a person, she's great. Mm-hmm. She's smart. You know, she's she's a good egg. All of the above. Nothing against her, but I'm 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 just talking from the broad strokes of being iconic. 
I know what you mean. It doesn't seem as like it's not like Prince, or it's not like David Bowie, or even in, in like in, in the in the, the younger generation, you'd say like someone like a Billie Eilish is a bit more edgy. Yeah, well, yeah, Billie Eilish is is like a zeitgeist. Yeah, is at the minute, and like when Gaga came out, Swift is a uh... don't cancel David. <laughs> Taylor Swift is great as a person, but I'm just talking about not as iconic as like a Madonna, for example. Well, she's probably got about 30 years to catch up. There's still people wanting the, uh, the My Old Man Said extra podcast where I uh, give my evaluation on the Foo Fighters. <laughs> I, I, don't know where, I, think, I think I might have lost that conveniently. <laughs> There's people with the bows and arrows and crossbows waiting for that one uh, to come out. By the way, uh, thank you very much f- uh, for all the, uh, the My Old Man Said members, and we look forward to uh, speaking to you in a live Match Club session for the Luton game. If you are a My Old Man Said member, you get access to Match Club, which is uh, 24-7, but on away games, we do do a, f- a full-on show that everybody can get involved in live. I don't like this idea of like this, you know, where people are always like, oh, where can I listen to this? You know, where, where can I stream this? Where can I watch it? This is like, you be there or be square, basically, which I quite like in this day and age where you can have a moment and it's live and that's it. You know, it's kind of, if you're not there, you miss it. It's simple as that. It's, it's kind of a precious time. Also, you can say things a bit more. You can be a bit more loose with what you say as well. Also, you get ad-free shows and extra shows sometimes so please do go to myomansaid.com and uh, click on the members link there if you're on a mobile device that is all fixed now uh, the menu bar is those three lines in the, the left hand top corner thank you very much forest now colin moore asked me what i thought about this game before the game and uh, before i started he said routine win <laughs> and i was like what what is a routine win <laughs> It's very rare for Villa to know such a term, isn't it? We've had a few at home this year, David, let's be honest. Well, we, know suppose, that, we know what that feels like. I suppose it's getting a bit... And I said to him, well, I don't think so. I said they've got, the, you know, as we said in something for the weekend, they've got the, the kind of setup that does hurt us, like the you know, energetic speed, fast, aggressive. I said a bit like the Chelsea FA Cup game where, you know, we got caught because we, we didn't have the application to match it and we got taken down. And, you know, that's why it did a number on us uh, after we didn't take our chances at the city ground. But anyway, it, it was going very by Colin Moore's routine win book uh, at the start, wasn't it? First half was great, wasn't it? I think we got turned around, didn't we, by them? We did, yeah. Well done, lads. I think Dan, who sits next to me, saying, we'll score within the first two minutes. Everyone around me was like, well, we know what fucking happens now. I don't know why they clubs why turn we? us around because they think, oh yeah, we don't want them kicking towards the Holton in the second half. If you turn us it. around to the Holton <laughs> in the first half, that mean that means the game's over by twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and they got thrown around like a ragdoll, didn't they? Defensively, they were well. It was almost awful. like glug 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 champagne football at the yeah. start. Yeah, Villa were ruthless. You know, first goal, Bailey just t- absolutely murdered the centre back. Come uh. left back. Just killed him. Yeah, and then it, nutmeg the guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. The Watkins can't miss. Great sort of striker's goal. Second goal's another good one. You know, was it Cash? I think down the right hand side, bombing on, bombing on, cuts it back. Ramsey, little flick behind him. Louise whips it in the bottom corner. Great finish. And then the third one, a, a collector's item of a, a McGinn right foot cross and a Louise header. You know, things are going yeah. well when those two things happen. They were like showing off, weren't they? There, mm-hmm. you know, with our. Even with my club foot, right foot, and Brazilians don't normally head the ball, do they? No. <laughs> you don't do that in futsal, what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, so they were, they were kind of taking the piss a bit at 3-0. And at that point, you're sort of thinking, this could be anything, because Forrest were just staggeringly open. In Their midfield, midfield is non-existent. Pull. It was yeah. Bizarre. I thought Nuno was going to make them re- resilient and they were going to be dogged and tough because they got a great, that three behind the front man is lively and can give any got team some, a got problem. they pace, haven't they? Yeah. Really mobile and they carry a threat there, but their midfield, they just, they have no control over a game when they had a makeshift back line, including a, a centre-back. Didn't they both get hooked at half-time? Yeah, they were yeah. shy. They were, they Felipe were and Murillo both got hooked at half-time. That was time. it. With one of them who had, he looked like a Sunday league player. He was, should we say, not in the best of shape. Yeah. Uh, got booked pretty instantly and had his shorts like over his knees, which is always, it makes you look like a child. Mm-hmm. They were but dreadful. I would, say, I would say they were overly physical and the referee, again, just let them do it because oh. there was two things that, that happened. There was one where... Well, hang on um, a minute, Phil, just before you get into this. Within the first couple of incidents that you, you're about to talk about, I was thinking, that fucking 
Clattenburg signing is uh, mm-hmm. working really well here. If you listen to the last show, I think it was point number three, wasn't it? And the three yeah. points where yes. Forrest had signed Clattenburg to be a referee uh, influencer, shall we say. Yeah, and he, he was there today because it was a, the broadcast cut them at 3-0 down, sitting just sort of like shaking his head. <laughs> God, give me a chance, lads. Mm. But no, the, the instance that we're talking about was there was a, just, I think it was just before maybe the second goal, uh, Watkins just got absolutely poleaxed as he did for most of the first half, but it wasn't even shoulder to shoulder. He just got wiped out. He got and knee then, his back, didn't he, basically? Yeah, he, he got that as well. And then there was no, no free kick. The, for the one that I was talking about, shoulder to shoulder. Then, matters seconds later, the ball goes down to Villa, the, the left-hand side of Villa's penalty area. Ramsey puts his foot in, gets the ball, his shoulder grazes the, the Forest player, and they throw themselves in the ground. Free kick straight away, dangerous position, and you're just going like, you know, as a, as a split personality referee, because it's a couple of minutes earlier, far worse offence, no free yeah. kick, this offence, yeah. free kick, and you're just going, again, every week. Inconsistency. You don't mind consistency. Give neither or give both. Well, that was the thing with the guy at Fulham, wasn't it, the week before? He actually kind of tried his best to get, let the game flow, and it was quite obvious he was trying to do that. He didn't feel that he was horrendous. Yeah, there was a few like shoulder barges and things, 50-50 things, and he was letting it go, and you were thinking, oh, okay, and then you realise, oh, no, uh, he blows up when it's like for Forrest. For mm-hmm. I mean, the thing about when you, when you talk about these things, it's, it's almost like sounds like cliche supporters, tribalism, always anti the referee. Not at all. It's like, not really. It's like, we can't quite believe what we're watching week in, week out. I'd rather the ref not even get a mention when you've won the game yeah. relatively comfortably. It shouldn't even come yeah. into it. The fact that you still have to mention some of the refereeing, because Villa fans were getting all right, but so were the Forest fans. You could see at the other end of the ground from where I sit, you know, like, they weren't happy with a lot of his calls. He was he was inconsistent on both sides. So if it's if it's to both teams, I think it's worthy of being called out. Luckily, of course, it didn't. Yeah didn't really affect the the outcome of the game well you notice the way villa villa were scoring the goals they were making sure they would it was impossible to be offside yeah, literally the ball walking back. the ball into the net but you know the guy what was finishing the, the the final finish in the six yard box yeah and what, and, what, and what a novelty to only have i think it was four minutes injury time at the end of the game brilliant <laughs> could get used to this no var hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Then Villa did their usual, you know, coasting 3-0 up. Stupid outswinging corner. Second phase, just an absolute defensive gift. They were queuing up. It yeah. was dreadful from Villa. and it, I mean, There were two players at marks. And you're sort of, you're going into half time and thinking, how on earth have we let Forrest into this game when they've got nothing so yeah. far? They, well, they, I mean, were, they were like almost like a ghost of a team, weren't they? Yeah. Austin McPhee's got a pretty free raid most of this season because it's been going well, but come on. I mean, the, the attack a few set, times this. Yeah. The attacking set pieces weren't anything to write home about either. There was no. a corner in the first half where it was smashed at Louise and it sort of hit him and went back to Bailey and he was offside because it went straight back to him and you're just going like, what are you doing? And then every free kick hit the wall. Yeah. yeah. And then this corner as well. I mean, it's, it's a very simple corner to the back of the, I mean, it's it's almost like the, the hand signals. It's like one hand up from the taker for near post, both hands down for along the ground and two hands up for the back post. I mean, everybody can read that. And then, they, yeah. but obviously not Villa set piece maestro. What's the what's the what's the signal for smash it into the first man? <laughs> At half time, I did say actually just before they're about to kick off uh, early Forest goal, and then the game's a live one. Yeah, cheers for that. Yeah, sorry about that. But before that, prize where it lies, how, how the <laughs> mighty have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly the Super Bowl halftime show, is it? No, that's at one end of the spectrum. And then the other end of the spectrum is prize where it lies. Uh, if you haven't been to Villa Park, half-time, 
entertainment and they got rid of it and they've brought it back with a new mat they they drag out there's like four four or five people drag out this massive uh mat it used to be like sponsorship so you'd have like if you get it on the heineken you win a, like your height in beer and in the championship it was you'd, you'd get a season ticket which was like a forfeit and then i think yeah. if you, wasn't it one year when it was if you'd get it in the middle you'd get a holiday that was well worth so having. now it looks like yeah now it looks like no sponsor wants anything to do with it so it's just like random things from the club like a, like a pen but pen and a checkbook checkbook and pen it's like blankety blank but that's for the older listeners so that's around the halfway line then the people on the the uh, the touchline in front of the halton and they've got to kick it to make it land in that circle and I can't remember the last person to drop one in there. Oh, they had one at, was it Newcastle? There was one of them when a couple of people yeah. won. It was one I of the games recently. But most of the time, it, it's, it's sad. Not even close. It? It's just sad. I think that's the word, sad. For everybody involved, people watching, it's just sad. I should rethink that, but I don't know. I think you need to have a bit of uh, imagination uh, to come up with ideas, and that seems to be lacking a bit. Right, so the prophecy came true. Bing, bang, bosh, 3-2 it was. And you're suddenly thinking, good finish by Gibbs White. I mean, great pass as well from uh, Origi. And you're fearing the worst. Yeah. Hmm. Cash could have stepped up a bit quicker, but we've said that before. Yeah, sorry, I was going to mention him. Uh, Towards the end of the uh, first half, it's like Longley shouted at him to get, you know, to tell him to get back into position because he he does wonder. I think his mind wanders as well. He finds himself all over the place. And I don't know if he knows where he's going to be in the scheme of things, like in the defensive structure. So it was interesting watching Longley telling him, you know, to uh, move his ass back. Which is a shame, actually, because the, you know, the partnership in that first half of Longley and Torres had, had barely been troubled, and Torres sort of had a, had, a, had a good first half. Lots of nice sort of interplay, playing into midfield and through the lines, etc. It's a shame, obviously, he had to go off when he did, because you saw the, the difference he brings, especially against a team like Forest, where they're just allowing you to basically play through their midfield. Yeah. Real shame. But obviously, um, Chambers, is, I mean, Chambers is a good ball-playing midfielder, to be, uh, well, can play midfield, but obviously... Um, a ball playing centre back, and he he actually stepped into midfield on a couple of occasions in that second half, and did did fairly well. To be yeah, fair. him coming on at that stage, I didn't mind that much because I thought this isn't a game where we actually need to be defending, isn't it? It's uh, yeah, they're allowing to us to play. Them. The press isn't that real. No, they don't have Chris Wood to sort of bully the two centre backs either. No. Although yeah, they, they, exactly. You know, Moreno was having a, a, a pretty tough afternoon. Actually, I thought he had a couple of sloppy ones. It wasn't one of his, his better days recently. Where he's had, you know, he's, he has been growing back into his role. And I actually thought the the substitute when it was at three two and he brought Dina on, it just calmed us down. And all of a sudden, Dina and Longley had a little partnership where Forrest were having a bit of luck. And I think actually, we credit to Villa. Forrest had maybe a 10, 15 minute spell in the game in that middle period where they look pretty dangerous, but actually Villa just took all the sting out of it. It was kind of like watching us in Europe. And then, of course, we went on and got the fourth and that basically knocked the stuffing out of them. Well, Moreno we- went off because he got a yellow card and then two minutes later he was off. Yeah. Because eight, nine minutes before his yellow card, it was 3-2 and he thought, this actually could go Forest's way. Hmm. This could it go could nasty. And as Chris was saying, Moreno wasn't actually having the, his greatest game after actually having a good game uh, last week. Yep. Mm. against Fulham so that was a proactive sub just to right I think we need to sort this out and make sure he doesn't you know get sent off yeah. as well and Dini, Dini, was, Dini was good I thought very very solid very dependable no nonsense did his job really well kind of carried on where he left off you know from earlier in the season yeah he put in a crunch and tackle just as soon as he was nearly on the pitch there but most people have picked it up online Dean and, and Emery having a bit of a footballing discussion you'd say I mean Dean it looked pretty good humoured but Emery and him were really going at it in the first half when it was 3-0 the Villa so don't know I mean it's, it's, it's what you want to see you want to see sort of like this yeah. sort of interplay between them it's nothing to make a fuss out of but of course people especially, will especially as Dean who's a fairly senior player you know, he's been around a, quite a while so exactly and then luckily we just as the game was getting a bit Good timing, wasn't it? Yes. Forrest played themselves into trouble for the goal, didn't they? It was a terrible bit of play at the back. Tielemans, full credit, harried well, as he did all game, to be fair. You know, he's not the biggest, or the strongest, or the quickest, but actually he does he does put a shift in. And uh, he did really well. Nice pass to, to Watkins, who does really well in the penalty area. Great little flick past the keeper. Bailey can't miss. And they you know, they both deserve their goals and assists. 
sort of you know they returned the favour to each other, which was which was great. And at four two, I thought right, we should be all right here. It's just a case of managing the game. Tillemans he hit the post as well. Didn't oh, he did he? actually. Yes, of course, mm-hmm. it was a great effort that actually because in the whole end we were right behind it. It was a lovely pullback. Um, yeah. He's unlucky there. There was a game over written about that. Uh, yeah, as soon as just managed scored. it from that point really. A yeah, the subs from Forest not really doing anything, and then uh, Emery was allowed to give Watkins Tillemans a rest. Also Bailey. Nice to see Morgan Rogers make his home debut. He did, he did reasonably well, didn't he? Zaniola, Rogers, and I think DRB, they all worked together to fashion that chance for Rogers, actually. Yeah, yeah, it was a, he, had a, he had a good little breakaway, didn't he, Rogers? And, you know, DRB in a game like that where Forrest is so wide open at the back, you're thinking, God, he must have been sat on the touchline in the first half going, oh, please, just let me at them. Yeah, it's a shame we didn't, we didn't get to four without them scoring because we'd have seen all those three players on it a lot earlier. Yeah, and it would have been yeah. it would have been good actually. It would have been the ideal scenario to sort of give Watkins, you know, half an hour break and yeah. again and players like that. Mm-hmm. And nice to see but you know more minutes for Ramsey. I thought Ramsey had another good game again. Just that final pass, finish, etc. Not quite there yet, but actually a lot of his approach play. He's kind of he's getting closer to yeah, the player. Paul we Shaw know says he can't control the ball. No, I I've, in <laughs> fairness to him, I mean it's it's his only weakness. I mean I think. Ramsey has got all attributes that other players in the team don't have, but when it comes to the ball sticking to his feet, it doesn't stick to his feet. I mean, that's just the kind of player he is. It, it works to his advantage sometimes because it fashions chances, but other times you want him to have that sort of Bailey-like touch where it just sticks there and then he can go. Well, ba- Bailey's like kind of an, an exception. Uh, I mean, he had a very good game. He can do. It actually clicked to me, uh, I think I said to you at half time. we've been in a situation where it's been Watkins we have one up front, it's Watkins, and yep. then whoever else. Bailey started off this season very much, uh, a lot of fans not fancying him, and obviously Diaby took the limelight record by and started the season very well. And Bailey was only featuring off the bench. But now... Well, he was doing stuff, wasn't he, to be fair? Yeah, but now, in this game, I thought, we've got a front two now for people to worry about. It feels like the Bailey and Watkins show is a handful, and it's at the top, top level. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean... Together, because they both can terrorise defenders just on, you know on their on their own, but when you know you've got another another guy, it's just it's easy. Well, not easy, but it, it's easier to just think. Well, Watkins is a threat. Double up on him. But with Bailey, it's like well, you got to double up on him, and then what are you going to do with Watkins? Mm-hmm. And that's why he can he can get down there, take two on, draw people to him, and then when he plays it across the goal, there's just somebody waiting free to tap it in. I mean, we saw it in this game. It, uh, there's so many examples of it. Yeah, and you've got guys now. You sort of, you're really starting to trust. You know, you 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 see the ball go out to Bailey, and you think something's going to happen. That's both exciting yeah. and fun to watch. But you also trust that most times he steps on the pitch, he's going to either make a goal or score one. Same with Louise now as well. You know, considering Louise is meant to be the deep lying midfielder, he's chipping in with goals. Yeah, well, especially after Kamara is uh, yeah. injured, you thought, well, Kamara was let's say the deeper of the two. Yep, and they, they haven't sacrificed Louise. It's nope. McGinn will stay back and gobble up the midfield. And well, he drives you up the field, doesn't he, McGinn? Yeah, Louise playing, is allowed to pop up. Yeah, and McGinn's not playing too deep. You know, He's not doing that sort of taking the ball off the centre-backs routine. He's, he's very much a midfielder, more like an eight, I suppose. And and sort of, you know, Tielemans can make things happen. Watkins, you th- actually, you know, if you give him good quality service, he's going to score goals. Yeah, yeah, I just think that the general work rate of, I mean, McGinn always worked hard, but the work rate of McGinn, Tielemans, Louise, Ramsey, Bailey and yeah. Watkins has just has just went up a level since yeah. probably since that United game because Tielemans was even putting a shift in you know as we said he closed down for the fourth goal but he was putting tackles in Bailey can track back now that he, he didn't do before Ramsey's always game to go up and down the wings as well so it's just making it harder to get to that defence which is slightly weakened now yeah and they look like they're confident that I think the levels are hitting the heights they want to be at again you know after that sort of festive period you know take the Chelsea game out and the Newcastle one which that was the blip Man United, they should have got something, but actually they played really well. Sheffield United, they played well. Fulham, they didn't deserve to win. And of course, Forest, they thoroughly deserved to win. And for sort of half an hour in that first half, they were devastating. Yeah, They'll be taking a lot of confidence going, well, hopefully we're through the worst of it. Injuries-wise, that's probably the only thing that can really hamper them. But actually, we're looking good. Right, stat of the game. We'll have a couple of good ones here. Squawker put out a stat saying five players have been directly involved in more than 10 home goals in the Premier League this season. Own goals or home goals? Home goals. Um, so Mo Salah, Erling Haaland, and then the next three all play for Aston Villa. Ollie Watkins, Leon Bailey, and Douglas Louise. 
So that's Ooh. that's a good impressive stat. And the BBC just followed it up saying Villa have scored in every one of their last twenty seven Premier League home games. That's a good yeah. stat. That's a good mm-hmm. a good Chris sign. Bird did say in something for the weekend, if he was a betting man against Forest, he was gonna go for home win both teams to score. Yep. There you go. Financial financial. I always say <laughs> I, I, I see FPL and uh, the first thing that comes to my head is financial. Fantasy Premier League top villa player, please. It's, it's Douglas Louise with twelve points, narrowly beaten out Bailey and Watkins, who had ten. Oh, they're the holy trinity. The three was it Boca Juniors had the three witches, which mm. uh, Juan Pablo Angel was one of them. Is it Saviola? And, uh... Angel Ortega and Saviola. Yeah. That's, uh... yeah. So, well, uh, yeah, well, Louise, well, Mr. Deep Sitter, he's uh, he's getting amongst it. Into double figures. What did what did we say earlier in the year? You're, pr- you're probably going to want to need three players to get into double figures to achieve something this year. Watkins is there. Louise is already there now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I subscribe to the Watkins 20 goals, league goals. Yep. Uh, is he should, which he should get. Hopefully. Yeah, he should do. As long as he stays uh, free from injury, which when he went down injured, it actually wasn't that much of a concern across the board from the fans in the stadium. No. Because, because of you know, you lose Watkins, we're fucked, basically. And then, of course, you know, you get into sort of full-time knowing, well, it's game over here. And, of course, uh, then word <laughs> word comes through that, that Fulham have um, nicked the win at Old Trafford. There was two stages, though, because they were ahead. And then yeah, uh, Maguire seemed to have rescued the point at the death. But the game wasn't over yet. No. Yeah, it was a, it was a fabulous, fabulous goal. Somebody tweeted, Fulham are some club gave yeah. us, this is, sorry, Danu Villa. Fulham are some club gave us three points last week, then beat United this week. They also prevented us from going up with uh, Dr. Tony as the owner and got Gerard Sack. We really owe them that, that <laughs> lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a good tweet, that. Yeah, that well was done. a blessing in disguise, the Steve Bruce uh, loss. Although that was the game where we, fancy going to Wembley, not even having a shot. Dreadful. Not, not even having a call. I mean, Grealish had that little where he skipped through a bit and, you know, had a half hour shot. But I don't know what's worse, Arsenal FA Cup or that in terms of Wembley nightmares. Both. But yeah, they, they did, us a, did us a good favour there against a Man United team who've... I've seen a lot of the sort of the press after that game and they're just slamming them going, well, they've been papering over cracks for weeks and I hadn't realised. I saw someone this evening put... They had 17 shots against at Old Trafford. That's mental, isn't it? When they had 22 at Fulham, 23 at Villa, 22 West Ham, 16 Wolves, 17 by Newport County. So they are leaking chances. Eventually, someone was going to take them and turn them over. I watched the highlights uh, when I got back from uh, Villa Park of uh, Fulham. It was all Fulham? They had like four or five le- legitimate chances. And I'm thinking, well, when are they going to score? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> this should be like four or five nil already. But yeah, fair play to Fulham. But we did say that, uh, especially the guys that came back from the AFCON uh, who were playing for Nigeria, they came on against Villa in the last 20 minutes and they just looked a different team, didn't they? And you they think, useful. Kind of, I'm glad we're playing them now and not you know in a week or two's time. Yeah, yeah, they were good. So th- thanks for that, Fulham. Yeah. So yeah, as we said earlier, you come out of the Fulham win and Spurs have uh, got beat at home against Wolves and here United fumble a home game against Fulham. So I, I really didn't see that one coming at all. No, so we were kind of getting a bit, you know, feeling a bit sweaty under the collar and now there's an eight-point gap and you're looking at that Luton game, you think if we can beat Luton, Oof. United have got City. Oof. If we've got double points... Going into the Spurs game, well, double points over United anyway. Going into the Spurs and the European uh, adventure, then uh, I'm, I'm taking that after uh, United beat us for sure, right? and you mm. know, dragging it back to five points. Yeah, big time. And of course, with a vastly superior goal difference, could have been more against Forest. Emery has come out and said, as tempting as it can be to think of injuries and setbacks as an excuse, we have a no-excuse culture at this football club and went on to say that it's all about developing a winning mentality, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. See, and when people said that Stephen Gerrard left nothing at Austin Villa, he left that. <laughs> he left no, a no-excuse culture. Yeah, it was on the wall, wasn't it? It was written on the wall. Emery's just, I'll, I'll use that. <laughs> he said, we must be ready to win. And uh, then he went on to say, we must be ready to sing who the fuck are Man United as well. <laughs> he may have, may or may not have said that last uh, sentence. But yeah, he sort of came out, didn't he, and mentioned about the, the Torres thing. You know, he had a pain in his thigh, not his, obviously the ankle from before, taken off as a precaution. So hopefully you know, they're optimistic that it's not anything serious. 
Yeah, put it this way, we need him back for the Ajax, uh, never mind, and then Spurs, and Spurs as well yeah. before that. Because you've got sort of cons are coming back as well, so it'd be, it'd be nice to get them a game together before you go into those couple of games. Really. To be honest with you, Luton are quite physical on set pieces. I remember they watching are. that Arsenal barnstormer. And, yeah. You know, they, they had a threat uh, yeah. from set pieces. So yeah, they're physical. Lungley and Chambers, I wouldn't fancy them at Kenilworth Road. Right, medium Muppets. <laughs> Right, what's in the trough to add the show, Mr. Shaw? Well, it's not so much of a, a Muppet piece, it's the beginnings of whisperings about the future of Unai Emery. This bit was from Tom Colomos in the, the Daily Mail. His headline was, Aston Villa are convinced Unai Emery is at the club for the long haul, despite the Spaniard being among the candidates to replace Thomas Tuchel at Bayern Munich this summer. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is, is what would you leave Villa for? And... I think if you get in the top four or five and get into the Champions League, you don't go anywhere. That's full stop. There's always that double-edged sword about winning a trophy, isn't there? Like, if we don't get yeah. Champions League and then we win the Europa League, then it's almost like Emery's thinking, well, I could actually leave. Uh, mm-hmm. so it would have been it would be job done. I don't, I don't think he will go this year to Bayern. I mean, well, he's had a club built in the way he wants it built. So yeah, there's no real challenge kind of, at Bayern, is there? You aren't going to get that kind of power at those bigger clubs with directors of football, etc. You, you have to start afresh and they won't yeah. let you run your own football department, which of course, with the way the Villa sort of setup is now with a commercial side and a footballing side, he has a lot more power than probably most in the Premier League. And I, you know, I can imagine the same on the continent as well. It's probably he gets paid so much as well. That's why we've got financial yeah. fair play problems. <laughs> yeah, as well as that. <laughs> it's it's every wages. <laughs> you can't have a week where you get turned over by Newcastle, get put out of a cup by Chelsea, and then get done by Man United as well. A, a team like Bayern, you lose three games in a row at home and that's it. You're probably out the door, which is oh, probably what's happened. Sure, Tindall, exactly. Do you, do you notice that, Chris? Sure, certainly throws shade at Emery there. I know, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Phil's going to get cancelled. So, what, 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 what are you saying? Let me let me let me uh, distill this down. So, Phil, you're basically saying Bayern wouldn't suffer fools. Now he's saying he's well, going to go to Le- he's going to go to Leverkusen instead. They haven't suffered tools. So, like I said, Emery, <laughs> oh, Emery's, well Emery's well been done. at PS, Emery's been at PSG. So he's already been in that sort of like scenario where he he won everything he could win domestically, but he had one like yeah. crazy game against Barcelona, and that's all he's remembered for at PSG. So he maybe doesn't want that again. Yeah, but I th- well, this I mean, this test uh, or should I say adventure is is really only just started and, and warming up uh, at the moment because I've always you know we've always had this conversation I think over the years like you'd you'd look at like Mourinho or Pep. And you'd think, yeah, 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 it's all well good winning the trophies when you've got unlimited money. But could you come to Villa and turn them around into uh, a force to be reckoned with? That Then you'd know that's a fucking good manager to turn this club around. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, pause there. <laughs> like a real, really good manager. It's like the ultimate test. So if Emery can do it, then I'm sorry, but I don't see Mourinho and uh, Pep doing that. You know, they've earned the position and to have like that kind of easy street and if you have that cachet and you're at the top of your game why why would you kind of dip down you know you might as well stay at the top and take the easy money i mean there'll be a lot of air being blown up emery's ass if he can get villa in the champions league and say win a trophy as well in in that conference league Mm -hmm. i felt less confident about the conference league i must say when i saw the the draw and the way that seven teams that dropped out the europa league had knocked out well, what are essentially the runners-up of the group stages? Yeah, although I watched Boda glimpse against Ajax or bits of that game, and I actually thought Ajax looked pretty average. To be honest, they were very, very lucky to get through that one. Boda should have gone gone through. Yeah, we'll we'll do a, a Europa Vision show that'll be back up and running. But yeah, I, I wanted Ajax in the final, but. I also had the feeling that Ajax wouldn't get to the final if Villa did. So uh, to take them now, no problem. And as we said earlier on, it's better to take them where the players will be up for it rather than there's a few banana skins and to play them at this round when the players aren't really fully charged up like you would be in a semi-final final. final, Mm -hmm. uh, It's probably good timing. So with that said... It's going to get exciting. Now February's out of the way. We go into the month that Martin O'Neill could never win in. It feels like it's, there's a lot to play for now. But you know, Emery doesn't seem to have that much of a problem with March. So what are you looking forward most to, Ajax or Spurs? 
or Luton. One game at a time, I suppose, is the cliche thing to say. Ooh, and three, three, com- three completely different types of challenges. I think Spurs is the big one, but you don't want to, you know, you've done such good work against Fulham, really good work against Forest. You don't want to undo it against Luton. Yep. You want to begin into that Spurs game with a bit of pressure on Spurs because yeah. I thought that it would be the other way around. I thought Spurs would be on either on Villa's heels or just slightly ahead of them getting into this game yeah. and the pressure would all be in Villa. Swap it around now and let's see how, how they cope. And you can really pile it on them because of course their, their game in hand is going to be away at Chelsea. I mean, it's quite good that they still have to play that game for reasons that I think I've mentioned before. Uh, while we'll have extra games, it's good that at least they'll have one of their midweeks taken up with that Chelsea game. But also you're in a position where you could actually have a draw with them. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad result because with that United loss against Fulham, you've got that kind of cushion that yeah, yeah, you can allow United to uh, you know gain back two points, but we would be able to keep Spurs offers or keep it uh, keep the status quo. So draws not so bad. That's why drawing against United would would have been okay at the end, but yeah. uh, we fucked that one up. It keeps the other team down. But anyway, what we saw against Forest was a team at the start that showed you had the quality to get this job done because we worry about Villa and Villa's injuries and can they be consistent but there's other sides to this isn't there like can Manchester United can Spurs yeah, can they out can they outgun us well no what I'm saying is they've got their fucking problems it's like yeah. it's not like well it's not oh can we hold ourselves together it's like well we might not have to be perfect to finish fourth or, or even fifth because our competition's not actually scaring us at the moment and United uh, another couple of injuries which uh, we, we don't mind but also we've got to look at that Europa Conference draw and think the biggest thought going into that draw across the board would have been oh I hope we don't get Villa yeah, I think a lot of teams would be wanting to avoid that one. Yeah. Anyway, before we get to the uh, Johan Cruyff Arena, there's a small matter of Kenilworth Road. So until then, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from them. Goodbye. Goodbye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.